One, two. Hi, welcome to Rockstar It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, Game Meet, or my slight involvement with the band Say Anything. Hello, my name is Becca High. You may know me from my various projects. That includes this podcast, I Just Hit My Mic, um, <laughs> Taking Naps, and Drinking Fizzy Water. Fizzy Water, that's the cutest way to describe it. Um <laughs> I also, it's been dawning on me more and more. I feel like once every two months I have this like moment where I'm like, we should probably explain at the beginning of the apps what the podcast is about. Right. Um, and it's simply, it, the podcast is about... Um, me and this little hoe talk about, <laughs> you know, some bands we listened to in high school and review their albums and exactly we're essentially reviewing the albums of our teenhood via our itunes and ipods um and trying to figure out whether they hold up or not now yeah that's i think we're we're i just like the intro will improve that little section of the show don't you think mm-hmm. yeah i'll write a script for us oh my god she and says that well, she's like my resume she's literally not looking at me on zoom she's looking at her nails she's like yeah i'll write a little script for us uh, i'm a little executive producer here <laughs> <laughs> no seriously okay like, give me a job uh, oh yes oh. that's right i forgot you're on job hunt uh oh i kind of um smell. but the two of us what was that you smell i smell describe it i kind of just smell sweaty Oh, B-O, B-O, B-O. But I... But I put deodorant on, so shit. Anyway, What kind of deodorant do you use? I switch it up so much, but I've been on, like, a degree kick. And a degree. funny story is, it's, like, has a black dress on the... on the. Would you call it a bottle, <laughs> I guess, of deodorant? Canister? Canister? Because um, it's, like, it won't streak your black clothing but i have a navy blue couch and the other day i went and laid on it and i guess like my armpit rubbed up against it and left this big old deodorant stain (laughs) and it was just i literally had to like scrub it out i was like what the fuck oh my god you should write to them and then like six months from now they'll release a stick of deodorant that has a a a dark blue couch on it it'll say (laughs) won't won't stay in your dark blue couch um okay well the two of us are gathered here on zoom today to discuss a little album called return to the sea by a band called islands um if you would have asked me before this past week i thought that this record was just called return to sea not return to the sea but the more you know Hmm. I had no idea what the name of this album was because it's the only album of theirs that I have. <laughs> I have <laughs> the way that that sentence felt like it had more words. I'm sorry, um, but uh, yes, actually, same. I loved the Unicorns, which brought me into this band, and then um, I fell off after this record. I I remember being excited for Arms Way, the album after this, but I never listened to it. I think Dylan did. Um, I never owned a copy, never got into that. And then it's so insane, but I'm actually back now as of this year into this band because they put out a record this year that is really fun and really good. Dylan forced me, Dylan forced me to listen to a song and watch a video for a song called, um, we do it with the lights on. And it's like actually a banger. Does it sound like this record? No, not at all. It's like very poppy. Okay. Okay. I will say this record, obviously, we're going to really hash it out, but this record is interesting. <laughs> I was, I am so curious because you picked this album and then forgot you picked it, like always. <laughs> Stop! Um, I'm old and dumb and senile. And I, like, played through it while, uh, <sighs> What was happening? Oh, Steven was here cooking. And I was like, oh, let's put this album on because I have to listen to it anyways. And he's familiar with it. And oh, okay. as we were listening, we were like, oh, no. <laughs> Stop! I That's just so kept funny. making faces being like, I don't like this. 
That's so funny because I literally had the opposite reaction where I I picked it. I was like, I remember liking it a lot as a kid, but I just don't think I'd like it now at age 30. But then listening to it, I was like, okay, wait, this is so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Becca's shaking her head. I literally, I was like, okay, we're recording today in the afternoon instead of the evening. I need to get on this. Listen to the first song and I was like... I can't do this. So I got up early this morning to listen to the album. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Well, um, obviously, we can dig into a little bit of the critical reception, but I do want to just try and get some facts straight because I'm a little confused. Um, I know that Islands was founded by two of the original three members of the band, The Unicorns. Um, It was founded by Nicholas... Thorburn and Jamie Thompson. Nicholas was one of the front people. Jamie, I believe, was the drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. He often goes. Uh, Nick often goes by the name Nick Diamond, Diamonds, and he is still in the band. Is Jamie Thompson still in the band? No. And on the wiki, there is a lot of previous members of this band because uh one thing that is very different about this band than the unicorns is that there's a lot of um a lot of other instruments happening it's just very lush it's very over the top um so it makes sense that they would have 50 million past members because you know if you have a harp player for one album and tour maybe you don't have them again for the next Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this was our first studio album it was released april 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 4th, <laughs> April, April 4th. <laughs> and the first one, I was like slurring. <laughs> Listener, she is wasted. No. Um, Just low energy. It's that. It's, the weather's <laughs> horrible. My cat, one of my indoor outdoor cats is missing. I'm just like, the vibe is oh, rotted. Yeah. Uh, put but you a, know what? Put out a, an SOS for the cat on the pod. Yeah. This is a PSA if you, or um, I'm assuming you probably don't, but if you're, you know, um, your elderly family live in the Southport, North Carolina area, there, my cat, my indoor outdoor cat, Squeak, she's orange and white. She is missing. She's so orange and white. She's like, she's almost kind of pink. She's like, her color, she's pink. She's pinkish peach. Um, she has a little red and pink bandana collar. She's been missing since the 2nd of July. Today is the 6th of July, making that four days. She has been known to disappear for two to three days before, but now it's getting a little scary, and I'm about to go out of town for a month, so I just hope to find her or hope that my pet sitter finds her. Mm-mm. I yes. know, squick. I had to make, I made a lost cat sign to hang up, and I almost put all the nicknames that she responds to, but then I was like, I want people to take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I just put squeak and squeaky. Um, but okay, Islands Return to the Sea. So I, um, I didn't really follow the unicorns online too much. I found out about Islands through the video for Rough Gem, which is according to wikipedia the only single off of this album and i saw the video on i think it was on subterranean on mtv2 or it could have been on some fuse thing but the music video for that song becca if you have not watched it you will love it does it It look like an ipod commercial no not at all it's a lot of kids um i think i haven't watched it in a minute but it's a lot of kids dressed up as dogs running a space station and launching a rocket I mean, that sounds sick. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I remember seeing that vid and being like, this kind of sounds like the unicorns and this song is amazing. And then getting online and being like, okay. Yes, so Islands Rough Gem YouTube. It's like a light greenish sort of. Oh, wow. These dogs look scary, though. (laughs) No, they don't. The way they're dressed up is frightening. It's not frightening. Stop it. Yeah, it is, especially with the coloration of this video. I think it's so cute. Oh, no. 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 I'm not finishing it. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's so cute. But anyway, so Becca hates this album and hates this music bed. But regardless of that, Return to the Sea landed um, at an 8.4 Best New Music on Pitchfork. (laughs) <laughs> and people still stan it. Like, I was looking at, like, the 10-year anniversary reviews oh, or whatever, and people are still, like, 
this is an amazing album. And I'm like, is it? I kind of think it is. Mm-hmm. Becca's grimacing, listeners. I think this record, especially for the time, I think it's really, really cool. I, let's dig into the track listing because I want to, um, or unless is there anything about critical reception you want to say? No. Okay, so let's dig into track listing. So track one is called Swans, Life After Death. Oh my God, I just realized I didn't have the genius up. Um, so I real qu- a thing I want to say about this instantly is that this song sounds like Animal Collective. It sounds like Arcade Fire. It sounds like both those bands mixed together. And the song is long as fuck, too. Yeah, I feel like I'm we need to just like, get that out of the way. How does Carl love this album when there are... It's already almost an it's hour long. Minutes. It's and there are two minutes. songs that are over nine minutes long. Oh, okay. And um, it opens with a nine and a half minute song. Well, as a as a teen, as someone who was sixteen when this came out, fifteen even, um, it just I hadn't really like <laughs> Becca's yawning so hard. I hadn't really like um, I wasn't really like over it. I wasn't exposed to a lot of songs that were like epically long, um, and I wasn't you know past that trend in my own personal taste. Excuse me. It was still a new concept to me, and I was excited by it. I will say I was obsessed with Coheed and Cambria at the time, and this song mm-hmm. kind of has a little bit of Coheed and Cambria vibes, don't you think? No. <laughs> it kind of does, in my opinion. Um, it sounds like Animal Collective and Arcade Fire and Coheed and Cambria. Where does it sound like Coheed and Cambria? And how long it is and how it like uh it just like it's so meandery. And I kind of feel like it's like it's got some Coheed and Cambria kind of like tinges on classic rock. They like to they toil, they meddle and toil in classic rock. (laughs) And this I think this song kinda does that a little bit. Am I insane? You're looking at me like I'm insane. Like I'm the jester flop of podcasting about music. That sentence. Okay, I'm stopping talking now. Um, I mean, this is one of the better songs. It is too long. Um, the first minute, the intro where there's no singing yet is perfect. The piano, the like straight up piano takes you straight into Arcade Fire territory. And this song is truly Disney vibes because apparently the chorus is referencing Pinocchio. Oh, I didn't know that. And then I learned that I don't know anything about the story of Pinocchio. It's kind of sickening. What is? They uh, when they they all turn to donkeys at the end. <laughs> See, I don't know shit. All I know is like he lies, his nose grows. That's that's like all it. I know actually too. I think does is it only him who becomes a donkey? Bitch, I am sitting here saying I don't know shit about Pinocchio. Well, answer my question, Becca. No, <laughs> she goes no. I think. Can I tell you something about swans? Parentheses, life after death. I think that it is so beautiful in the way that it opens and builds up. But I will say when it all gets quiet, like maybe halfway to three quarters of the way through, and it's the piano part, like just playing, the piano part is hookier than the guitar part at the beginning. I think that if the song was built around just that piano part, it would be even more iconic. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. I'm reading the lyrics to this for the first time in my whole life. Dude, I... The lyrical content of all their songs, too, is just, like, annoying. Oh, my God, Becca, I didn't even ask you how... You, did you... Did you? Were you aware of this record back in the day? Yeah. I listened to Islands and, like, The Unicorns a lot, I feel like, in eighth and ninth grade. Okay, I'm sorry I blew past that part of the podcast. That is totally fine. (laughs) You look... (laughs) You are so exasperated. I'm so sorry. I just really hate this record. (laughs) (laughs) 
oh my god i really feel like i just got you just pulled like a dick cheney and shot me with like buckshot or whatever <laughs> elephant gun <laughs> okay spoiler alert oh the chorus is about pinocchio because they do get swallowed by a whale in pinocchio i think i climbed into the blowhole blowhole in the ribs I found you. With a wick, we lit a flame. Now look at the smoke that it blew. The mouth is so wide, yet all I see is sea. An azure sky, a little wave, and ebb tide. I I guess I need to read Pinocchio. Read it. Just go watch it. I wonder if it's on streaming. They made on- one in 2000. What? Oh my god, is it live action? <gasps> no, no, no! Is it? <laughs> You're panting. <laughs> no! Is it live action? <laughs> no! No, I hate this! Are you Stop. watching the trailer? <laughs> yes! No! No! Oh my god! No! 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 Fuck this! Get me out of here! Where's my mouse? Oh my god! I love that! I would not be watching the live action version of Pinocchio. It looks absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> what year did it come out? Like two, 2019. I feel like they didn't, no one talked about that. Yeah. Probably, was that the year the live action Cats came out? Yes, it was. That's probably why. Everyone was oh my talking God. about Cats. Cats 2019 is so good. I love that movie. Okay, well, I think Swan's Life After Death is fine. I think Swan's Life After Death rocks. Uh, All right. And that brings us to track two, Humans. Uh, um, I need to listen to... Yes, Humans. Um, (laughs) Let me listen to just one millisecond of this. Oh, God. Okay, I don't, I don't, I, Becca, I'm team you on tonight. I almost said I'm team, I'm team you on tonight. You did say that. (laughs) Well, I was not, obviously not intended to come out that way, but I'm team you. This song sucks. This song has vaudeville. My famously, I despise when a song has vaudeville vibes. Dude, it's, um, for the bin Oh my god, I just spit so much. Um, For the benefit of Mr. Kite? Yes. The house down. (laughs) Except the benefit of Mr. Kite makes sense that it sounds like a circus because they're literally, the Beatles are literally singing about a circus. Here, it's just like the story is literally like an old a mysterious old man under a bridge trying to tell you a story about like the beginning and ending of earth (laughs) yeah the lyrics are um confounding (laughs) absolutely not fucking trombone tuba shit marching ass drums see i like when i i like really respect when a band goes there though you know, they like knew what they wanted for the song and they executed it to the nth degree. And I think that that's, there's something to be said about that. But I do think that humans sucks. Humans sucks ass. <laughs> there's an annotation for just the word mire, mirror, mer. Oh, yeah. Myrrh is a resin that, that comes from a specific species of tree, its use in medicine, perfume, and incense. It, the sources from How Stuff Works. Oh, I love them. Please, if anyone has a hookup, like, get me a job there, please. 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 <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. Becca wants a job at How Stuff Works. Okay, so track a theory on this beautiful album is a song called Don't Call Me Whitney, Bobby. I mean... Um, 
So I will say it straight up right off the bat, I was unfamiliar with the Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown of it all when I first heard this song. And now, obviously, as an adult, I've learned a lot more about that relationship. And I think that this song title is a little strange. Yeah, it is. It sucks. I don't like it. I don't like, I mean, this song is better, but I don't like the title of it. Yeah, the title is honestly troubling in a weird way. It, like, makes me uncomfortable and I'm also, like, this also the song like i don't know i'm just like get out of here like fuck off with that (laughs) shit just name it something else name it brittle bones how literally that's 90 percent of the words that you're saying in this song um yeah definitely a weird era for song titles and um just in general empathy towards like what a story contains i think um also i'm under the impression that nick was quite young in this band um, I think he was that, 23 or something. Yeah, that doesn't excuse, but it does probably explain a little bit. Um, I will say musically, this song slays ass. I love this song. Um, I know in the Pitchfork review, they talk a little bit about how Nick had alluded to the record being very Paul Simon inspired. And this is one of like two songs, I think, that kind of touches on that. I know Becca Shaking Her Head, we famously have talked a lot via vampire weekend that paul simon inspired shit is kind of whack period no i think vampire weekend nail it and the other song on this album that you sort of hear the paul simon reference like in it i'm just like i don't know they it's so clunky to me the way they do it it's so just like we're gonna use these like world instruments in a very straightforward way that is just like predictable and not good yeah i don't think that they were really concerned with writing songs with strong pedigree to like the instruments that they're playing i think it was very much like what's in our wheelhouse and um what our talents allow us to do at this moment but i will i honestly think like there's a lot of cred that needs to be given out here because this is so early before those bands like, you know, to be, like, mining the, sci- the sound in indie rock in 2006, years before Vampire Weekend was a thing. Um, years before uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion became the most critically acclaimed record of 2009. Like, I think that Nick had his finger on the pulse as to, like, what influences were um, going to become chic in indie rock. Mm. And I think it's it's especially fun. I one thing I do like I think a lot of my reverie for this record just stems from the fact that it's cool to see two members of like a band, like a three-person band kind of like go out on their own and really like break new ground. Like, you know, like really traverse a soundscape that they were not exploring in the band. And I think that they cover a lot of ground in this record. They touch on a lot of different sounds that the unicorns were not fucking around with and like songwriting tricks and genres that the unicorns were not really fucking around with. And I think that that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just going to sound like an idiot and say <laughs> like it's cute sounding. <laughs> it is cute. But like that's about it. I also hate how upfront the vocals are they're so dry and close mic'd it's like they're they're literally in your ear i hate it (laughs) i think uh don't call me whitney bobby rocks i think it's fine it might be my favorite song on this record maybe but i could be lying and forgetting (laughs) okay so track four is uh the song we were referencing earlier with the cute music video it's called rough jam famously the song that got me into this band becca how do you feel about miss rough jam okay the opening string moment i like that but then it's like this is a song about the goddamn diamond industry (laughs) Like, I just, I don't live for songs that are just talking about something you would listen to an episode of a podcast on, and it's just, like, the most unrelatable thing. It's just, there's no, it's, there's just no personality to it. Yeah, it's very, like, of a time kind of before the podcast boom maybe so it just feels like like 
Nick watched an episode of like a show on Discovery Channel and learned about the diamond industry and then took that to his little notebook and penned a song about it. And it's like, what? Like, Mm -mm. is that your story to tell? I guess I shan't police that um, concept, but it is weird to take such literal inspiration and like try to educate your listeners on something. No, please. But speaking on the musicality of this song, it is very Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh my god. Which honestly at that time that's a huge compliment. Yeah, I guess, but <laughs> I uh, this is not for me. What do you think, Carl? I love this song. I think it's so fun. I like that the intro is like um kind of a misdirect. I uh, do they revisit that in the bridge? I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't think so, but um I think it I think it's beautiful. And I think it's so fun. The way that it is um, structured is like very pop song, which is cool. There's the little part after the um, after the bridge, the can you cut, I can cut, because I'm a rough jam. And then there's that little instrumental break that is so good. Um, uh, lyrically, the song is whack, but I just like musically, it's just a perfect song in my opinion. I love it. I'd be loving it. And again, the music video is iconic. Okay. It's also a bit ironic given the stage name Nick Diamonds. Yeah. Is that, does that, that sound like you're reading it off Genius? I am. Okay. <laughs> I love that there's a tone of voice for when you're reading something off Genius. <laughs> it's like I'm a newscaster. You really are. I love, I honestly think this song fucks in that is even saying the lyrics are bad. Mm, I don't like this song. <laughs> you're going to say it sucks? I like, because I think other songs truly suck on this album and this isn't one of them but like i don't like it i guess it's fine (laughs) you're allowed to say it sucks i know but it's like more acceptable than some of the songs that suck like the rest of these songs (laughs) actually minus i actually like the next song All right, so that brings us to track five. How do you say this word? Fuck out of here, God. Sucks it? Sucks it? Sucks it. It's got it with the silent T at the beginning. I think it sucks it. I have literally no idea. Um, Okay, Becca, talk to me about sucks it. I actually like this song. (laughs) It's really beautiful, isn't it? The drums are cool. The, like, fun little synth. The strings. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's nice. It has like um it's like obviously a little bit more cinematic and dramatic, but it has like uh the score from uh Life Aquatic vibes. Oh. Don't you think? The like it's like kind of like underwatery synth and it's like a little okay. flutey sounding. Little I was analog synth like Plantasia vibes. I've never listened to Plantasia. <gasps> <laughs> Listen to that on your flight and it'll put you right to sleep. I'm driving. Carl. <laughs> well, I don't have a return date, so it just made more sense to drive than fly. And also, like, Nick is going to be actively working while I'm there. So, like, I have a bike there, but I'd, like, prefer to have a car. Oh, my God. Driving in Chicago is a nightmare everyone it's, is constantly honking i don't i don't know my experiences driving there haven't been as bad well i'm i mean the time i've spent in chicago that's mostly been in like the city like downtown and everyone downtown. is just constantly honking yeah that area is really congested and wild that makes a lot of sense um okay but sucks it if for listeners um sucks it is an instrumental little song um, and it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really fun and beautiful. Mm, I wouldn't say it's fun, but it's it's cute. You don't think the song is fun? No. <laughs> it's like chill. It's more chill. I think it's. I'm listening to it right now. It like bobbles along. It's fun. 
If you can do this dance to it, then the song is fun, and this is the BPM of the song. But the sounds are more chill. Yeah, they're a little more um, cello and what's the smaller one that you play? Violin? <laughs> I just look like I was grating cheese. <laughs> the smaller one you play. <laughs> I love being good at speaking. Um, I think Sucks It Rocks. Mm-hmm. The only song that rocks is one where the- they don't sing. It's <laughs> not. If anyone in the band is listening, please let us know if we're pronouncing that right. And also, if you want to come on the pod and fight either of us, you're welcome to do that. Okay, track six is a song called Where There's a Will, comma, There's a Whale Bone. Shut the fuck up. That title. That title. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. God. Also, what? It's featuring it's featuring bus driver and subtitle to hip hop artists. Dude, this is not it. <laughs> These are the worlds. The lyrics are so dense. It is like reading a novel by Albert Camus. And fucking I, the goofy rapping style of bus driver and si- subtitle is not for me. It's like like fucking Pennywise dancing, <laughs> rapping. <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's so hard for me to sit through the song. It hurts. <laughs> I think I think I think I like this song because at the time it was like it felt really cool and fun to me. I don't think it has aged well at all. I think it has aged really poorly. Um, because it is it's cheesy and almost like ridiculous. It's phoning in a vibe too that feels insincere, but like at the same time, I just really have to like run them their flowers for like going there doing this making this happen and um i feel like i feel like it could have been worse it turned out good and it could have been really bad um <laughs> i think it's a little over dramatic musically like really kind of ridiculous it kind of edges on that vaudeville assness i wonder how they feel about this record now i wonder how nick feels about this record now i'm so curious as to what they sound like now we do with the lights on is like really fun and like i hate to say this but it kind of sounds like kind of sounds like okay go (laughs) (laughs) it also has like kind of an okay go we ask music video fbi bus through your door (laughs) honestly (laughs) they instantly imprisoned me um oh no that I'm no longer interested in what they so No, I'm now. gonna send you the song. You'll actually like it, I think. Mm-kay. It'll be more palatable to you than this. Mm-kay. I think where there's a will, a, a will bone. Where there's a will, there's a whale bone is just fine. It sucks. It sucks Hell ass. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, track seven is a song called "Jogging." Gorgeous summer. Becca, how do you feel about this song? Walgreens commercials of Boomafu vibes, <laughs> except the theme song to Zabumafu actually rocks. Oh, I have not thought about it in years. Oh, you should listen. Do you think to those it. were those men gay and in love? Ooh, I don't know. That'd be cute. Something being. On the internet makes me think that I know that about them, but I could just be lying. Uh, no, they're brothers. <laughs> oh, <sighs> I take back everything I just said. Um, jogging gorgeous summer. Wow, where do you where to start? Me and you and Zabumafu. I credit that show a lot for my um my obsession with animals and animal empathy and my weird strange excessive knowledge of the animals on other continents now this the theme to Zabumafu is Paul Simon shit is that like some sixth sense and like deep little bass 
Okay. Yeah. Zaboomafu theme song. All right, I'm doing it. Do you think they're actually brothers? They don't really look related. They have the same last name. But that could be a stage name. Why would they have a stage name with the same last name? Because gay was not okay back then. Executive producers Chris, Kratt, and whatever the other guy's name is. Chris Kratt and Martin Kratt. They totally look related. Martin Kratt is a member of the Wild Kratts crew. He is the older Kratt brother and one of the main characters of <laughs> Wild Kratts. Okay, yeah, and one of them has kids. <laughs> They're definitely brothers. Sorry to impose gay on people that are not gay. Jovian? I thought his name was Zabumafu. Oh, the real lemur that played Zabumafu. Oh, Zabu in Zabumafu. It, oh, right. He he lived in Durham. He was at the... Oh, the lemur place. The yes, lemur place. <gasps> but he died in 2014. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, did you listen to the theme song? Yeah, it slays. Hell yeah, it rocks. I don't even want to talk about Jogging Gorgeous Summer. <laughs> I think Jogging Gorgeous Summer also rocks. It's so cute and so fun. This is like the other song where they're influenced by Paul Simon, but it just comes across as really cheesy or corny. Like they utilize like the steel drum or and like the piccolo and the little like high percussion thing. I don't even know what that is, but I picture spoons for some reason in my head. It's like they like use castanets. them. In, yeah, they use them in like such a non-creative, straightforward way. Like this is the tune melody you would expect to hear from like a piccolo and like a steel drum song. Like I think it sucks. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think it rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I like this song a lot. It's so cute. The chorus, millions of sunsets, but the one I'll remember is the one where you told me you'd love me forever. That's so cute. Wow, like one good lyric. (laughs) That's not talking about some... I don't even fucking know. Some swans or some whales or some Pinocchio bullshit. Yeah. Okay, track eight is a song called Volcanoes. Oh, yeah. This is this was written after they watched that episode of the X-Files called Firewalker that has to do with scientists studying this volcano. And then it's very, like, alien creature, airborne thing infects people and then um islands watched it and they were like okay let's write a song about this you think so Mm-hmm. okay the frogs the frogs got it first like it sounds like they're having a stroke <laughs> wait wait where 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 what line specifically at the bridge the frogs, the frogs got it first, and the birds all knew it too. The worst was the worst smell on earth. Silver and snow, silver and snow. Don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe. What the fuck? This was just such a different era for songwriting. This song is very of the time, I think. I don't know. I looked up what other indie albums were big at the time and to try to justify this and... It doesn't make sense. It's unjustifiable. Right. Okay. I don't... I don't really know what to say about volcanoes. I think that the... The bridge... The bridge has some beautiful strings. Or not the bridge. I guess that might be the chorus. The who knew volcanoes part. Or no, yeah, that's I, that's part of the chorus. I don't know. Becca, I'm... <laughs> this album I, is giving me the worst posture. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. Look at me. <laughs> I was literally like... <laughs> so she's trying desperately to get out of the frame and okay, get off of the podcast. I think Volcanoes is fine. It's um, it's like a kind of like funny, rumbly country ditty about the end of the world. The overarching theme of that song is pretty straight up. A natural disaster is going to wipe us out, Nick Diamond said in an interview with Pitchfork. He also stated that he found the song boring as it kills the mystery by sending a pretty straight narrative. I think it sucks. Okay. Well, track nine is a song called If. Um, Becca, what are your notes on If? The first thing in my notes, in all caps, says... These lyrics are puke. <laughs> uh, you really like the line, the second verse. I'll read it, listeners. It says, if early man really did mate with Neanderthal, then modern man is a mix of bestial sex. If you ain't sweet to me, I'll desert you in a heartbeat. If you don't savor me, I'll salt you, make you savory. I don't hate that chorus. I think it's kind of cute, Ew. but it is like a little bitchy too. If and maybe se- this a is all rude. about like fucking. If sequencing genes brings them back to breed, will we get along with them this time? He's talking about dinosaurs. He's talking about Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> But this is this is actually a, a call to action, listeners of this podcast. Please watch Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. It is incredibly good. That's it's way better than show. it needs to be. Yes, but it's really brutal for a kid's show. Uh, dinosaurs be eating people nonstop <laughs> on that show. <laughs> and there's like a Corey. Okay, I have to give Corey and Amber credit. They told me it was good. We watched a little bit with them, and it is. I watched a little bit with them, and it is really great. And um. It's just, in in a lot of scenes, children are outrunning grown dinosaurs, which seems a little impossible, but the story is great. Also, guess who's in season one? Jeff she might Goldblum. be in season two. She might, she might be in season two. Um, the gay she, to describe Jeff Goldblum. Um, she might be in season two, but she's, I have not seen her yet, but it is none other than Jamila Jamil. Okay. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Uh, so does this take place like in 2021? Well, it coincides with the very first Jurassic, the events of the first Jurassic World movie, which was Indominus Rex. Um, what's her name? In heels, red hair. Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard. Howard. Yeah, so it coincides with that. And what it is is it's basically a group of kids. I think there's five. There might be six. Um, <laughs> there's They're on the island for, like, a camp called Camp Cretaceous. And then the Indominus Rex breaks out and wreaks all this havoc, and they're stuck. And it's really cool. Okay. I really recommend it. There's a nerdy kid named Ben who, spoiler alert, befriends a dinosaur. And it is one of the most compelling storylines I've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I like was watching it yesterday like tearing up at one of the points in the app and I was like holding ham and the dinosaur's name is Bumpy and I looked at him and was like you're my Bumpy <laughs> it's really good that I definitely recommend that is the wholesome thing I've ever heard I love it it's a good show and I love ham um, okay If is fine it kind of goes it goes somewhere interesting musically um, in the, the little the back quarter of it Mm-mm. you don't think so i like I the little clarinet like little the arpeggiated little synth part and the little like acoustic guitar maybe that's doing that stuff i like that little part i don't think the lyrics are amazing though i think the song is fine actually no i think the song rocks i like the chorus okay there's muted trumpet that's what that is there's like Vince Garaldi ass brush drums. <laughs> yeah, so there's like funny like muted trumpet and going. There's um, clarinet. Is that clarinet? 
There's clarinet at the end. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Well, that song, If Rocks. It sucks. Okay. Track 10 is a song called Ones. Oh. uh, Nope. What bothers me in this song is, like, why do they do the, like, they do a cymbal hit with, like, a soft mallet or something so it sounds like a gong? They love that shit, and it ruins it. It ruins the song along with the fact that there are vocals and lyrics at all. If this was just instrumental and you took out those, the gong-sounding shit, it would be it would rock it would be like an indie rock song (laughs) and not like a production like they're making it they're like taking it to an extra this has me honestly this whole record has like musical vibes unfortunately they're like taking it to a place yeah they're taking it to a place that is not indie rock but on the guitar part in this song is really like good beautiful indie rock guitar little Mm -hmm. good beautiful indie rock guitar yeah i actually love this song it kind of feels like one of the less like goofy conceptual songs you know it's not like it's not going above and beyond to tell you about the diamond crisis in africa (laughs) or anything (laughs) There's no rapper talking about getting swallowed by a whale. It's just like ominous little little storytelling. Yeah, there's no genius annotations to it, but they're singing about like how your body is your home. Yeah, it's a little introspective ditty. Little moody closing track. Um I will say before we really approach the end of this record, um, was this the original closing song? Mm-hmm. And then there's a hidden track. Mm-hmm. And then I think on streaming, they just throw that hidden track at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to make sense of that. Um, I think this song rocks. I think it's fine. Okay. Sickening. So... Um, on the wiki, the hidden track is called Renaud. On streaming, it is listed as uh, Bucky Little Wing. Oh, that's interesting. It says that on Genius too, but in my iTunes, it's Renaud. Interesting. Um, this song, it obviously, there's a lot of silence before it, it like really kicks in. It's a nice thunderstorm track. Yeah. Oh, I'm the timestamp is 4.58 when the music starts. Okay, I'm listening to it in headphones for the first time. I did not realize it was like thunderstorm. Yeah. It's hard to hear on just like plain ass speakers. Okay, Becca, how do you feel about uh, Mr. Bucky Little Wing? I actually like this song and I think <laughs> it's good. The piano is good, but I think it should also end before the bridge. <laughs> those are all your notes mm-hmm. okay i think this song is really cute um i love i'm a, such a sucker for a vocal melody that follows a piano part yeah it's good like that it's, is good i have a there's a gay meat song that does that and i remember like when i realized i was going for that i was like oh my god i feel like i'm leveling up <laughs> level up level up, level up. um i don't have a lot of thoughts on this song i think it's I think it would have been cool if it just closed the record. Yeah. But I... I, at, <laughs> but. I was going to say, at the time, a hidden track was like the fucking T. Mm-hmm. It's like in credits of a movie. Yeah, there's like a little scene at the very end if you watch mm. all the credits. Um, I really like the line, hiding in a bush and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Someone dies in this song? Yes, that is what this song is. Well, um that or he's paralyzed. No, I think he dies. 
or his, his spirit dies after getting assaulted by racist kids yeah because he's native american bucky little wing wow this is heartbreaking yeah i don't think i listened to this very much back in the day because i i well i did have the patience to listen to a really long ass intro song i did not have the patience to wait it out for a hidden track they played this song on several stops of their 2016 tour in memory of thomas i'm not sure how to say his last name from surfer blood oh fichetti fichetti i think oh that's heartbreaking i'm literally about to fucking cry friend of Nick's who had put together a band to open for them for a few Florida shows during their 2014 tour. Carl's crying. I'm not crying, but that's the Thomas's whole story is just so heartbreaking and so sad. And then like the arc for Surfer, Surfer Blood is just like another thing where I'm just like god, indie rock. Sometimes it depresses you by just existing. Mhm. Wow, I think this song rocks. It's obviously very sad, <laughs> but it's really well done. Yeah. Same. Ditto. All right, Becca, we got to the end of your favorite album, Return to the Sea by <laughs> Islands. Is there anything you'd like to say before we deliver our final verdict? Um, I do not recommend or I do recommend to, if you listen to this back in the day to listen to it now and get get back to me. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear from some other people that um, maybe were a fan back in the day and now are revisiting in their, their 2021 headspace because um, I am curious as well. And um, I guess also if you are familiar with this band's discography after this, if there are albums you would recommend um, that are not the new one, uh, let us know because I'm curious personally. Okay. All right. Ready for final verdict? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. It, it rocks. Sucks. Wow. I feel like this is kind of, I don't want to say this is rare because I feel like we've come to verdicts similar to this, but when it's just you and I, I feel like it's a little rare for you and I. This um, is literally Return of How How Gaff Gaff. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, yeah. I can't wait till you pick an album I think sucks ass. <laughs> um, yeah, someday. someday. All right, but you're also listening. too nice of a person to say anything sucks That's ass. not true. That's not true. I like, I definitely, there are, there's some albums from this era I think suck. Also, I just, funny enough, I just resurrected that iPod again and hooked it up in my car and I've been perusing and it's given me a lot of ideas for other albums we can do oh Renaud started playing I was like what <laughs> is that I don't know why it started playing creepy just no, like that funny. live action Pinocchio Carl <laughs> go watch the trailer I will oh my god alright thanks for listening to Rockstar It Sucks bye bye it Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.